Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Super swell. Today's uh, topic for movies is romance. Romance. And it's episode six. Hooray. Yay. The thing is, uh, as soon as you said romance, I drew a blank because the mm. only thing I could think of were romantic comedies. And I could not think of like a pure romance movie that I've seen. And mm -hmm. I racked my brain and I thought, what what have I seen that's pure romance? And I just couldn't think of anything. Because um, you're the least romantic person on the planet. It's true. and uh, It's so, actually not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> uh, the uh, So I was cruising around Netflix the other day and looking at their suggestions. And they suggested uh, a romance, a pure romance. And I thought, oh, I'll watch this uh, for the podcast. And I did. And it was awesome. And it was wonderful. And I loved it. What was it? it? What was it? <clears throat> a movie called Safe Haven. And uh, it's about a uh, woman with a secret past who's on a bus and there's uh, she's going like cross country or something to escape her troubles. And the bus stops in this uh, sleepy little coastal town and <clears throat> uh, everyone gets off for a potty break. And uh, she does, too. And she uh, uh, sees this hot guy at a cash register at a family store and decides, heck with it, I'll just stop here. And she does, and she moves there in a sense, in, in that she's just rents a house and gets a job as a waitress, and uh, that's it. And um, during the course of the film, we find out what her secret is and all of that, and they fall in love. Oh. So, um, and it has a twist ending, sort of. Uh -huh. I guess, and it, it was just delightful. And uh, the uh, what year? Lead, what year was it made? I'll say it was. It's very recent. It's like. 2011 or 2012 really something like that yeah it was, it was, who's in it who's in it uh no one i recognized or remembered except the uh, like that. the uh lady the female uh, lead oh my god she was gorgeous oh my gosh i couldn't take my her? eyes off of her okay i'm looking it up now yeah, me now too. you have me all curious and now i want to see it so so i have a really super weird Oh, it's uh, Julianne Howe, H-O-U-G-H. Oh, Huff. You say Julianne Huff. She's beautiful. Oh, okay. Is she a... It's uh, pronounced Huff. Huff, okay. I think. Okay, please send me comments if I said it wrong. Um. So you know her from other stuff? I'd never seen her or anything, so... You know what? I don't. I know her from... I know her from seeing her on Jimmy Fallon and David Letterman. Is that terrible? Oh, no, no. I... So, but I know uh, if you say her name, I you know I know she's she's willowy blonde. The um, male lead was played by uh, Josh uh, Dumail, Duhamel, Josh Duhamel. Anyway, you'll recognize him. He's been in the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, Josh. Yeah, how do you say? It? Yeah, I like him. He often plays somebody that's quirky. He reminds mm -hmm. me of the lead Community dude because he's got that sense of fun and play oh mm-hmm mm -hmm. uh -huh. just do mail maybe yeah, yeah 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 uh and also uh kobe smolders who has is been i love uh, her in um she's the one that goes Colson! how i met your mother and also in uh, the movie the avengers you know she was in the is she actually in this i don't see her listed yeah oh yeah she is you're right. She's like the third most important character in the in the film. <laughs> she, uh, I love her. 
She's Canadian. Mm. And so... uh joke about her being Canadian. That is a pure romance in that there's no comedy in it and everything like that. And it's all, you know, very... It's all super predictable. You know what's going to happen and that eventually it's going to be a happy ending. And that's all right because... Uh, well, now I do. Thanks a lot. <laughs> because they all do. And uh, it's fine. And I'm totally down with the romance genre of... Like, just watching the story you know is going to happen, watching it unfold anyway. And I've seen many a Lifetime movie <laughs> that are just like that, and I'm entertained. So, yeah, nothing against the genre at all. Uh, love it. But I just, I don't know why, but I just never get around to watching pure romance films. Uh, the only other film I could think of was Three Weddings and a Funeral, but that's rom-com. Yeah. You know, not a pure well, romance. And so, so it's very difficult, it seems, in my mind, to separate... Uh, you know, romance from romantic comedy. It seems like to me they're all rom-coms. Even the ones that I, we've seen in the theater uh, recently, like Bridesmaids. Very, <laughs> you know, that it puts a capital C in romantic comedy. And, well, so, so this one is technically what I call a drum, a drum rom, drum <laughs> drum. This is so funny because we have. The, I don't think there's any pure romances anymore because they're either dramatic or they're comedic so mm. you either have the rom-com or the rom-drom there aren't really roms because you have some drums <laughs> right mm -hmm. but really if there's romance involved it needs a vehicle you can't just walk on screen and go i wish you would love me i wish he would love me oh wait we love each other yay the end <laughs> you have to have it set against a drama or a mystery mm -hmm. or a comedy or a documentary or mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. musical but there's but for pure pure romance i'm gonna and it's a rom-drum um mm -hmm. like yours i'm gonna say and don't hate me because i'm cliche but casablanca i because oh, mm -hmm. i i love it so much because i just because I think because of the era in which it's set and how it's done and because it's so iconic and so classic, I think what happens to me is I watch it and I'm just transported oh, back, uh -huh. right? And so that adds to the whole, it's, it's not just a romance movie, it's a romantic era, it's a, it's a like I, I romance all of it, <laughs> like that era of oh, filmmaking mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so to me, so yeah, that one. That's my pick is is Casablanca. But I have a list of others that, um, I just are endearing to me. And so what I did is I went to IMDb.com, best romance movies, never ending list, and I sorted them by various things. And nothing I ever used as the criteria for sorting mm -hmm. made me completely happy with what their number ones would cough up. So if you sort by IMDb rating. Uh, Forrest Gump is first. That's a romance? I guess. And, Sin, and Sin City is second. What? So here you have my problem, right? Right away, yeah. you're like, wait, what? I thought we were talking about the romance genre. So I guess <laughs> what happens is Forrest Gump, obviously there's a romance in that, right? But to me, that's just a pure drama that has a romance mm -hmm. in it. Right. And so if you skip over those, then you get to something like The Princess Bride. And then I get oh, very yeah. happy. I get very, very happy about that. Yeah, that's um, a, yeah, yeah. And then enter in, I would consider it a romance first and a comedy second, I think, for Princess Bride. I don't know. 
don't know. It's just yeah, overall perfect. To, yeah, yeah. Concur. Because we had that on our list when we when we did the lost comedy episode, but which we'll do again someday. But mm-hmm. um, the other things it has are things like Groundhog Day, Edward Scissorhands. Mm, yeah, that's too broad. Right? Uh, right, I agree. But they all have those little iconic romantic moments in them, so I'll give them mm-hmm. points for effort. Now here at number eight is one of the recent memory biggies in my opinion which is the notebook now the notebook it, uh the tivo uh, recorded oh. it all on its own uh, the other day and i thought Did oh the, the the notebook is such uh, apparently a, a classic everybody talks about it yeah. and so i must watch it especially because romance is coming up and so last night in fact i said oh i gotta watch this because you know need to clear off the tivo because yeah. we got a new one and 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 tomorrow's a podcast and so i watched uh started watching it and i stopped at 10 minutes and i said no this movie is wrong i hate you and i stopped watching it out of protest and deleted it right then and there no you can't oh no don't do that don't Uh, delete it too late it's already gone gone from my life i shan't shan't watch it because it uh it offended me and that was um the uh two the male and female leads are at a carnival he asks her out she says no like a thousand times and emphatically and without being jokey about it like no she's like no go f yourself get away from me kind of no and a a very serious and strenuous refusal he ignores that and by doing so he's uh dehumanizing her he is saying your wishes are subservient to mine your desire to not see me uh, i'm ignoring that i'm choosing no, you're to missing the classism though uh, this, that makes no difference at all that's uh, to me i i don't care that she's rich and he's not that's irrelevant the fact is that he just completely ignored her wishes and to a point that he was uh very badly stalking her and yes stuff. harassing her and uh, the idea that oh you know uh, i wore down her resistance no you, that means you're just an asshole uh, and, <laughs> uh, I, oh my god i cannot stand that stop ruining the, my mood <laughs> yeah, i can't, I can't stand that perspective that she loves him he knows she loves him no it, he just knows it, but she does and he knows no i oh. Uh, the movie did not communicate that. And they that. never, and they never, they always apologize. He always apologizes for being a dick. He knows he was a dick. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, uh, apologizing for doing something and was, as you're doing it and doing it again. Ontario, Canada. Didn't you know that? <laughs> I did not. Uh, so, I just, I'm so unnerved and incensed by that. Now I'm scared to watch it again. That degree of. Unnerved and incensed again. Yep, that for, that for degree me. of assholery just did not float, and so. Uh, all right, all yeah. right, fine. Well, I will give you your pro empo- women empowering, pro equality, respect for everyone assessment. <laughs> <laughs> it should be noted; it's ten minutes. So you didn't see in minute eleven where she whispers to her best friend, "Gosh, I he Kopi keeps." Pounding me because I really love him secretly. All right. well, anyway. uh, uh, nope, uh, because earlier she whispered to her friend the exact opposite. Well, <laughs> gosh, you've just. The thing is, 
that movie, I watched that movie, and I'm astounded when I see that it's 123 minutes because it feels Whoa. like it's 300 minutes long <laughs> when you watch it. And it's not because it feels long. It's because it's epic. Because oh, it mm-hmm. was right from... The, you know the carnival moment right till death do us part and so mm-hmm. that's what i really love about it is that it's just you, you you've got generations of their love and i really like that anyway blah 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 fine fine pee on the movie i like um, <laughs> okay don't, don't touch casablanca don't touch it uh, <laughs> casablanca other... uh, i'll just uh, briefly say no. No, don't ruin it. La la la. <laughs> it was the it was the first movie, uh, first example in my lifetime of uh, people pumping up a movie to such an extreme degree that when I sat down to watch it, I was like, oh, "Really, this?" And yeah, that uh, happened it had been so oversold, yeah, and so oversold by so many people so much for so long that when I I began to get almost a negative impression of it even before I watched a second of it you knew it could never live up yeah. and uh, then I watched it and I was like uh, it's average you know I mean there's okay. nothing wrong with it yeah. you know there's it's nothing just, at all wrong with it it's just endearing. you know and I was like oh, yeah I can see why people like it I guess but it's not like the bestest thing ever in the history of the universe. Well, so I agree with you. And when I saw it, I I felt the same way, but I was prepared for it to be just a movie that came out once that everybody raved about. And that, so here's what happens to movies like that. Like Silver Linings Playbook, everyone went nuts over, nuts over it. So by the time I got to it, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be nearly as stup- stupendiferous as everybody is saying and everybody and everyone in it was nominated for an Academy Award and the director and the movie oh, and the mm-hmm. music and the actors and the writers and the craft services. Like everybody <laughs> was nominated for an Oscar and I thought, shit, because I didn't see this movie in the first couple of weeks because I saw it six months later, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> and I loved it. Oh. I loved it. Um, so it's a really cute romance too. And I like it because it's got the stupidest moments in it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just got uh, the whole movie's uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's that uncomfortable crazy that my husband hates. Like that's why he won't watch Community, and it's why he won't watch Arrested Development. So if you like that kind of self-deprecating, goofy. We don't care how this looks on film humor. You'll like it. Um, I've heard of it, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't oh, heard uh, oh, very much good. positive or negative about it. I just uh, no, it's, I, it's in my head to watch it because people like it. So yeah, it's just totally adorable. It's just adorable. You'll like it. Um, and then the other one I want to mention, and I'm going to cheat because this isn't. Oh, there's so many. Oh crap, crap. Okay, <laughs> so one I want you to see if you haven't is Love Actually. Love Actually. Sounds familiar. I might have the, seen it. The eight different couples dealing with their love in various and loosely interrelated tales set during Christmas in London, England. Oh, no, I have not seen it. A- adorable. Love it. It's a rom-com, but I love it. Okay, so then, but not all of it's calm. Some are more calm than others. Some are drama. Um, but it's so great. It has everyone I love in it. Um, yeah, go watch that. It's good. And then, I'm sure you've seen When Harry Met Sally. Yes, I have. And that's a, that's awesome. Oh yes, I, I enjoyed that uh, quite a bit. That's a good one. Yeah, I for, totally forgot about that one. That and uh, you have a mail. 
or it's also you've got mail is its weaker cousin Mm -hmm. which i can't believe always gets higher it gets a higher rating for some reason but i think it's so formulaic but yeah it is but the two but the two of them wanted to do something together again and so they did and good on them Mm -hmm. um so okay so now we come to one which has been made into a movie, but I don't care because the best, best, best rendition of it ever, ever done was the miniseries. And I know it doesn't count as, a, you know, our, yeah, I know it doesn't count, but I don't care. Because you love movies and because we're talking about romance, if you want um, uh, something awesome, awesome, awesome to watch and you've got like a Sunday afternoon or two, please watch the miniseries Pride and Prejudice. Oh, I have seen that. Yes. I totally forgot about historical romances. Yeah. Um, Colin Firth in that. It's Colin Firth and I don't even know who the lead is, but she's just absolutely perfect. Like she's so, oh, oh, can't say enough about it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I watched it when I was recovering from dental surgery. (laughs) So... Right. So when I think about it, it was done in 1995. If you're looking for the mini, the TV miniseries that was done for the BBC and so good. Uh, Jennifer L is her name that plays Elizabeth Bennett and then Colin Firth. And it's Mm -hmm. so good. Everyone in it is good. It's Mm -hmm. so well done. I love it. He's perfect for it. His whole countenance, that serious, somber, you know. Mm-hmm. closed countenance that's how he is in everything he does and it's just perfect in this um anyway so yeah every time i think about that i remember having dental surgery and i still <laughs> which is awesome or the mini series mm-hmm. anyway so that's those are my big ones i think but yeah i would still say when i think of if you say give me a romance movie to see casablanca oh i have one more um Ooh. i know i'm sorry do you have any more before I go uh, along? No, I have like some kind of mental block. I'm remembering romance movies, even though I've seen a, a ton and a bunch. But every movie has romance. So you could, you, I mean, you could say, you know, Blade Runner is a romance. <laughs> <laughs> you could say Working Girl is a romance, right? Like comedies, I think comedies do best when there's a little love on the side, personally. But okay, so. Um, way back in the day when I saw Star Wars and I fell in love with Harrison Ford, um, I I decided that I he was awesome and I just wanted to, you know, marry, grow up and marry him and have all his babies. So I was about probably 13 or 14, I guess. This And so, so there's this movie that came out um, in 1979, two years after Star Wars came out. Uh and it was on TV one Sunday afternoon, so I watched it. And it mm-hmm. gets horrible ratings. But I remember, I think it's just because I was so young, it had this huge impact on me. Uh, and it's considered an action-adventure drama, but all I saw was the romance. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's called Hanover Street. Hanover Street. And oh, it, I vaguely, it's a World War II movie yep. set in World, World War II. II. Mm-hmm. Is it one or two? Uh, World two. War Two. And During the London Blitz. It's about the married nurse married to a secret agent, and and Harrison Ford plays a pilot, um, and he has to save her secret agent husband, played by Christopher Plummer of all people. Uh, and the nurse is Leslie Ann Down, who's gorgeous. 
think mm -hmm. um, she actually looks like um, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones a bit. She's just stunning. Mm -hmm. Anyway, such a good, like, I mean, it's probably, if I saw it now, 30 years later, I probably wouldn't think much of it. But I love this cute little, it just, you know, romanticized the war for me. And mm -hmm. it really isn't a love story. It's really an action adventure drama but i took away the whole love story like it had a profound effect on me so oh, right I on. Love it. yeah it's a good one if you're ever if you ever run across it uh it's a it's one i'd recommend to see because it's just especially if you like harrison ford because mm -hmm. he's he's hawit <laughs> yep he's dreamy uh, <laughs> um i have a recommendation that is non-romance that i need to uh, slip into the podcast uh <gasps> before i forget and uh, uh, there was a movie It's in theaters right now I saw the trailer uh, mm -hmm. And the trailer was like Neh. Yeah I see what you're doing I know what you're going to say uh -huh. We're going to see it tonight Oh yay And so I was like Well you know I like the genre And I might get around to see it I don't know And then uh, I saw an interview with the lead On uh, The Daily Show And I thought mm -hmm. oh yeah And so I looked up online What is this movie reviewing at And it's review was reviewing at 98% mm -hmm. And I was like my oh my god is giving What, 8 yep. what, what? Mm -hmm. And so uh, the movie I refer to Is Gravity with Starring Sandra Bullock and uh, George Clooney And so uh, I thought 98% Ed Harris Ed Harris has to be in every space movie ever made <laughs> Yep I love space uh, But the trailer made it seem like not much was going on or the trailer made me claustrophobic and panicky and so i thought uh, well I, you know i'm 98 uh, oh my god uh so i looked again uh, is it uh when's it playing you know uh, i was thinking perhaps we could see it before lunch today for example and then i saw that it was playing at in just a couple hours from the time that i was looking you know at uh, 10 p.m on thursday night and i thought i'm going to go see it on a whim and so, uh, and IMAX 3D is where I saw it. And because I thought that would be appropriate because as mm -hmm. the trailer suggests, there's a lot of things happening and it would, should look good in 3D. And so, uh, and IMAX has, you know, great sound and everything. So I went and I saw it and uh, it might be the best movie I've ever seen because it was such a surprise. Uh, it's so surprisingly good. The movie is uh, 91 minutes long and uh, if you take out the credits, uh, don't count the credits. I mean, wow. uh, almost every single minute is tense. And uh, it is the most tense movie I've seen. And I was so surprised at how deeply emotional it was. The plot of the movie is ridiculously simple. And you know the plot of the movie from watching the trailer. And the plot right. is it's astronauts in orbit doing, yes. their, doing their thing. And there's an, uh, an accident and they're... Uh, stranded isolated you know marooned they have to get uh, back down to earth before they die and that's the entire plot of the movie and despite being that simple it is a masterwork of execution with uh everything that happens on the screen uh the sound design of the movie is amazing the soundtrack is great i bought it as soon as i got home the acting by sandra bullock is shockingly good i when i think of sandra bullock i think of mediocre pretty much plays the same character all the time i remember when i saw um speed 2 the oh, no. one that was on the cruise ship she was in it and in that 
in the plot of that movie, the villain manipulates the computers on board the cruise ship. And I remember distinctly thinking in the theater, ugh, I saw it in the theater, I was thinking in the theater, why doesn't she just, you know, counter hack him? Just, you know, because she's a hacker, she would know what to do. I don't understand why she's not doing that. And then it was like five or ten minutes later that I realized, oh, wait, that was a wholly different movie. This is... That an, was the net. Right. <laughs> I had the she. I did not understand yeah. the separation of character, the way she was acting, and I thought, "Oh my God, what am I doing watching this film in the theater?" No, that was years ago. That was decades ago. Uh, in Gravity, uh, she is the character, and I never even hardly saw her as Sandra have Bullock at all. Have you not seen The Blind Side? I have not. I didn't on purpose because uh, of a lack of interest of the genre. Okay, and, so she's whether you like the genre or not phenomenal in it she's absolutely phenomenal and my husband and I watched it together and just loved the movie my husband turned to me when the movie was done and said I love you so <laughs> that's how much he loved that movie so when you see her in um, so I mean I know what she's capable of so I mm -hmm. all I keep hearing is just that she this is this is her Oscar role basically that it, if it, she doesn't win it's a travesty so it, it might very well be the yeah. film has a, like i say a simple plot and also uh don't say anything else because i want to see it today it has uh, three characters uh sandra well, Bullock, george clooney two, and a voiceover by and voices uh, uh you know mission control played by ed harris which ed i harris. didn't know i didn't recognize his voice during the film so that's uh, that so was cool. what this says is it says it's sandra george and then it says voice 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 so there are five voices mm. Mm -hmm. um, oh, by that or miscellaneous sure. crosstalk and stuff like that, but or recordings or whatever. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anyway, oh, I'm excited now. So uh, uh, I would uh, very uh, highly recommend going to see Gravity and importantly, in the theater, right? It's a theater experience. Yeah, it is, and importantly, make every effort to see it in IMAX 3D because we are, we are. Like I say, the 3D is amazing. I remember flinching while watching it. It was great. Uh, the sound design, they say in the title cards at the beginning of the film, remember kids, there's no sound in space. And uh, so, you know, I guess to telegraph, you know, get used to a lot of silence. Oh, no, uh, because what they do is... Don't wreck it! I know, I know. Whenever the astronauts <laughs> are like on a spacewalk or something and they do something, you hear the sound from inside the suit. So you hear what right. they are hearing. And so like if they, you know, bonk something, you'll hear that like this echoey bong as you know, and you can understand that that's what they're hearing inside their helmet. And so uh, and the soundtrack, okay. like I said, is awesome. Uh, very good sound design. You'll have such a fun, fun, awesome time watching this very tense, surprisingly emotional, well acted film and that is gravity go see it go see it now oh my gosh i'm gonna go see it even though it's not a comedy <laughs> i promise to talk about comedy but that's okay i think it's worth it i think we should have i think we should have our you know new release minute every week when we when we do this you know oh, yeah. so that regardless of of the genre we're talking about each week that we can take a moment to say hey what's a new release because quite often you'll you'll mention a movie that you went to see in theater and because of you we give it that second try or we go see it in theater oh. instead of waiting because mm -hmm. i we rarely see movies in the theater like we save our we save our theater experience for you know the hobbit or mm -hmm. um the perfect storm or something that needs 
you know that you absolutely don't want to miss it on the big screen because it's so fr- it's so filled with awesome mm-hmm. sound effects or or visual effects. So because of you, there are movies that we were like, yeah, that's a rental that we were like, we can't wait to see that, and so we go mm-hmm. because of you. I saw a trailer for uh, the Hobbit. You know the second Hobbit movie. Yeah, there are two trailers out right now, so go see them both. And uh, the 3D trailer was in front of uh, Gravity. And uh, before I was like, yeah, I want to go see Hobbit. But now I want to see it in IMAX 3D. Because seeing like 3D smog, no. uh, 3D beards, uh, no. 3D waterfall. No. Oh, I, oh, oh now I have to go see it in 3D. No, have you seen the first one? Uh, I saw it, uh, yeah, but regular, not 3D. Okay, okay. So we saw the first one in 3D. And mm-hmm. at the end, we were all like, oh, why did we see it in 3D? Yeah. <laughs> No, just I want to go trailer. back. And, no, oh no, it's bad though because you spend the whole. So we saw the first movie, la la la. We love the Hobbit, la la la, mm-hmm. and we all walked out, and all we could think of was we weren't thinking about the story, we weren't thinking about the acting, we weren't thinking about the special effects. We were just thinking about the fact that we had 3D dwarves in our face for the past two hours. Yeah. None of us. We were all like that was. No one was saying anything, and finally I'm like, that was really 3D, and everyone's like, yes, right, it was 2 3 and we all were just driven to distraction by it. <clears throat> it hmm. was too much. It was too intense. It was too much, too much in your face, too much. Hmm. So hmm. I want to see it normally again. Like, I want to get the DVD and not watch it with 3D and just watch it and just enjoy it for, for just for being a movie because... I love Lord of the Rings every second mm-hmm. and all all I did in the Hobbit was ah there's a branch in my eye ah there's a beard poking my face ah there's... <laughs> and it's too it's it wasn't the 3D part it was the whatever super duper ultra nuclear death they did hmm interesting and it, and it just it just drove us all to distraction and it kind of it kind of made the rest of the movie and all its goodness fade away. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's my opinion about that. I haven't thought about The Hobbit in a long, long time. But when I saw the trailers, I got all excited again. And now you're reminding me about the 3D-ness. And so, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to see it in regular D, I think. Hmm. Well, you might have just uh, cost uh, Mr. Jackson a little bit of extra money because now I'll, I'll probably just go see uh, it in uh, the regular then. Because... Uh, I don't know. The trailer was seem good, but if it's too yeah, but if over you, the top, there's a way. There's a craft to, to uh, good 3D and bad. You know, Avatar was fantastic, and but yeah, now that you mention it, there is. But Avatar, bad. I felt like when I was watching Avatar, I wasn't sitting there watching effects. I was watching a movie. I was in the movie. So I think if you want, if you were compelled to see it in 3D when you were watching the trailer far be it for me to tell you not to but let well so watching avatar is like i said it's just such a good example of how it was so well done that it added to the experience it didn't detract from it there are i and i'm trying to think of other examples of movies where when you watch them because of how they're done or who's in them, it ends up being a distress. Oh, I, I'll, I, here's a good one. World War Z is a good example of the fact that Brad Pitt's in it sort of was a detriment, not a, not a 
Yeah. Because you're sitting there thinking... I'm watching Brad Pitt. I'm watching Brad Pitt in a zombie movie, not, oh, I'm watching the Undersecretary of the UN try to save the world. And so... And so, yeah, in The Hobbit, I just found, and all of us commented on it, regardless of age or, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, or love of the genre, everybody was saying it was just so distracting to have that much 3D-ness. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, it's just, it makes me sad, but it is what it is. So, I, I don't know, maybe in the second one, because the whole world is making these genre movies or these, this mode of movie maybe it won't feel that way I don't know I don't want to take it away I don't want to take away from your experience when you saw the first one were you completely enamored with it and loved it and thought it was awesome um I, I saw it in, you know regular not uh, 3D but yeah no I know that's why I'm yeah. asking because if you loved the movie as it was see that's oh why inject uh, some experience. 3D into it oh yeah I see what you mean um yeah because he does he does such a tremendous job of the story mm-hmm. and of transporting you into that world so now don't I want to see it again <laughs> I really want to see it again now in in regular for reals mm-hmm. and then if I watch it and say hmm that wasn't nearly as riveting then we'll have our answer then we'll know I'm just full of Man, crap it's on DVD by now surely don't call me Shirley <laughs> and I have no idea if it is I have no idea. I should know that as a as a Tolkien file, but I don't know. Sorry. I'm waiting for my children to finish reading the books. They both read The Hobbit before we saw The Hobbit, and so now they have to both read uh, Lord of the Rings. Not because I'm a horrible parent that insists on it, but because they agree with me that they should. Oh, mm-hmm. So they have to read The Lord of the Rings, and then we can watch The Lord. Because they were too young when it came out to see it then. Mm-hmm. So they hasn't seen... Lord of the Rings trilogies yet so we get to watch that again with them which will be exciting it's kind of awesome having kids that you know you've watched these movies or shows all your life and then you have children and then when they're old enough you're like hey you're old enough now I can show you Star Wars and then hey you're old enough now we can watch mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know Blade Runner Mm -hmm. or the Matrix or whatever right and but you also have the benefit of experience so when they say "Ooh, are there sequels you're like no (laughs) no right (laughs) or yes you can watch the third one don't watch the second one or something (laughs) Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like for for yeah so anyway (laughs) and that's called protecting your children (laughs) it is it is oh my goodness i'll leave the door unlocked at night but i will not let them watch (laughs) uh, (laughs) the matrix (laughs) (laughs) there's just there's just no call for that kind of cruelty Oh, anyway. All right. Well, um, yeah. Do you have anything else in the romance department? Or are you exhausted from all the excite over gravity? Uh, I'm exhausted over uh, the excitement from gravity. <laughs> I can tell. Well, I'm going to see it tonight. And I'm sure I'm going to want to let you know when in, when I'm finished that, oh, my gosh, you were right. Or, or too much expectations. Or I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm not going to read about it anymore or look at it or even listen to this recording because I just want to go in fresh and new. Mm -hmm. Yep. uh, That's what uh, worked for me. But now I want to go watch her on The Daily Show because I'm 
I'm I only have one episode to go from this week on the Daily Show, so I'm sure that's the one that's waiting in my hopper right now. Uh, she uh, exhibited a surprising amount of uh, wit. You know, it's surprising to me because I oh, she's very she's very yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't understand that she was you know smart and Brilliant. stuff like that. I had no, no idea. I I know no, nothing she's... at all about Sandra Bullock's you know as Sandra Bullock. I've only just seen like I say a few of her uh, movies here and there and whatnot and who for it's so whoopsie so I don't really have a clear impression occasional did you just knock over your <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> yeah she kept up with the conversation is very uh, witty you know uh, improvised well and stuff like that she sounded smart and so uh, oh she is she is my my one regret is that she ended up buckling under the Hollywood pressure to youngify herself with artificial means which is too bad because she's just stunning and I think she would have been one of those actresses that just ages so beautifully and gracefully and lovingly and you, do you know what uh -huh. I'm saying? She, she got something either uh, plasticky or, or injecty stuff which is, which is too bad because she looks very different now and she, she's stunning and she didn't have to do it. She didn't have to Botox and she didn't oh, have to mm -hmm. have, her, have her cheekbones raised or her nose slimmed or whatever anyway whatever she mm. did it's personal but it makes me sad it makes me sad mm. um yeah there we have some beautiful women uh who are my age-ish who believe truly that to be on screen small or large they need to look 10 years or 20 or 30 years younger than they actually are and I want I want the world to stop feeding into that like I, I really want people to know that I want the world to look at Audrey Hepburn as the perfect example of what beauty truly is uh -huh. you know that as you age you become more and more beautiful and that everything on the inside shines through and if you plasticize yourself and Botox the shit out of your skin so that you're so tight and waxy you can't even form an emotion <laughs> that all that beauty inside can't be revealed mm -hmm. we can't see it we can't feel it it's disingenuine and so I just really just yeah it makes me sad anyway she's one of those that did that and despite that I still love her and adore her and I can certainly see that you know as part of her business she would feel the need to do that it just makes me mm -hmm. sad mm -hmm. don't do that ladies just don't mm -hmm. do that nor will Especially I the... <laughs> <laughs> but it's the prettiest ladies that do it it makes me so sad oh uh -huh. Uh -huh. like is someone really telling them that when they're 45 they should not have smile lines around their eyes who would say that to someone? Who would say, hey, you know what? You're looking your age. <laughs> we got to do something about that. I mean, there are roles for 40-year-olds. There are roles for 50-year-olds. Mm -hmm. Don't do it, ladies. You're ruining your face. I don't like when I see her in the blind side and then I watch the next thing she does. I don't like feeling like I have to get to know who she is again because she doesn't look like the person I saw in the last movie I saw mm. her in. That's a very jarring mm. feeling. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Sorry, it's a, I know I'm on a bit of a soapboxy rant here, but it bugs mm -hmm. me. And it bugs me because I'm a woman and it bugs me because I have a daughter. And um, yeah. And what alarms me, and then I'll finish up, but... What alarms me is that when I point out to my children, oh, look, that person's had work done, they don't know what I mean. 
because it's I can tell because I've grown up looking oh. at what normal people look like mm -hmm. I can tell when someone's had work or an injection or a lift or a tuck they can't like I'm like see the clowny and see the shape of the mouth that God has never created and <laughs> you see how that could never happen genetically in the wild and they're like no mom I don't understand what you're saying and that alarms me because th to them that artificial look is more is so prevalent that they can't see it for what it is and that there is alarm anyway all right I'm done mm -mm -mm. well on that spot of advice I think we're <laughs> out of time is that advice really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't wreck your face ladies <laughs> <laughs> Take it from 30-minute movies. <laughs> <laughs> you look <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the... It's just nice to talk to you again after all this time. And, you know, yeah. I, I thank you for the, the excellent recommendation to see Gravity. And, yeah, I will let you know how that goes. And I will see Silver Linings Playbook, the romance, because <gasps> people say... You will not regret it. Oh. It's good. Okie doke. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye.